to the Arky Shea Experience. My name is Arky Shea. This is the Experience. Welcome into another sweet, sweet podcast for the week. Uh, a brand new week. In fact, the first pod of November is now dropping. Uh, and uh, finally, we will be able to do these completely consistently because now I can come telling you that I was teasing it for the last couple of weeks and I can quite happily say for the first time that that project in that super secret project that we were working on for weeks and 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 and that got kicked into hyperdrive the last couple of weeks it is now ready for consumption ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all of the mages I'm glad to finally be able to tell you that Al Kick Bets the show is now officially a thing. I am super, super, super pumped for this. Some of you may know um, that I have been uh, signed on with Al Kick Bets for, um, uh, well, since the beginning of September, officially. Uh, and we've been writing, we, <laughs> just me, I've been writing for them again since September the 7th, I believe was the uh, first uh, first uh, article date, to where uh, we do analytics, I like to do analytics, I should say, I do analytics, uh, I do picks, I do all kinds of cool stuff, but what we had sort of been waiting for and working on for quite some time, it's finally coming to fruition, which is an actual daily show, a show where we get to entertain the masses, entertain you, give you some picks, talk about why, and have another feather in the cap of Outkick Bets, which uh, I'm excited to very, very much be the first person uh, on board with as the quote-unquote gaming analyst. Uh, I don't know what any of this means, really, to be honest with you, other than the fact that we get to do things entertaining on this show, we get to give out picks on this show, and we get to be a little bit different. It's something that I've sort of uh, pushed for from the beginning when we were sort of talking about this project, is that I, I didn't want this to be just a picks show. We'll give out tons of picks. Do not fret. Uh, but you'll actually, for the first time ever, be able to sort of see my face as I'm making the picks, if that makes sense. Um, you get to hear the reasoning beyond just a, a few sentences on the uh, website. You get to hear uh, and see the reaction for some of these ideas and games that we've been going through uh, for every single day. So that, depending on when you are hearing this, has happened today already, or it is going to happen later this morning. So um, for you to know and to put into your schedule, it will go on... Um, Monday through Friday, um, 11.30 a.m. Central Time. And I say Central Time because I'm selfish, and I like to look at it in terms of me, me and what my time. So it's uh, 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 Central Time, and it will be a hoot. It's a 30-minute show, so it will not take much time out of your day at all. And I, and I think the intention is to be able to make that also a podcast for later download as well. But I would bank on that early. I'd go ahead and get on that live feed while you can. Now, where can you find that thing? Well, that's pretty simple, too. If you are on the old Twitter, you can find it. Uh, it will be periscoped and streamed on there. Uh, if you are on uh, the YouTube, it will be per- oh, no, it wouldn't be periscoped. It'll be just uh, streamed there. But it'll also be uh, on uh, the YouTube. So the way to find them is to go find Outkick Bets uh, on Twitter. 
and to find uh, Outkick Bets on the YouTube. Whichever platform you sort of prefer the most uh, is uh, fine by us. We've been doing some test shows, a bunch, a bunch of test shows, and it's going really, really, really well. And so people are excited within the industry. Uh, that's right. The entire industry is talking about us, I think. I don't know. I, I get told that people see things and they say things, but I never really get to know specifically. All I know is that uh, we get to go have a good time and talk about sports betting every single day. So it'll be Monday through Friday. Actually, to be more specific, for the f- first few weeks, we're going Monday through Thursday, and then we'll go Monday through Friday, uh, and then we'll explain that bad boy. But we will get a ton of ton ton of picks in a ton of uh discussion in uh and, and just a general good time like it's going to be well worth uh the time you're investing again it's only a half an hour so that is not really that much of a commitment time wise and again it's one of those things that i really was adamant and excited about when we were talking about this is that this needed to be a quick to the point kind of program and uh, they very much agreed uh, so this is cool. This is a very, very cool thing to be doing. So that starts today, Monday, uh, and look forward at uh, 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 Central Time uh, on the old Twitter and as well on uh, YouTubes. Um, I now say that so I can talk about my most favorite of topics to talk about over the weekend, and that is obviously football, and that is college football, and I really only have one main topic for today, and that is what the bloody fudge is going on in Gainesville, Florida. Did you see the massacre that happened in Gamecockland? Not the way we all expected it either. This is... I'll tell you this. I, I am I am an analytics guy to a degree, right? I, I believe in certain numbers and certain things sort of tell you where the game is going, who is the better team. I believe some of those things actually give you insight into the actual team. A giant majority of them, I don't. And one of those is the uh, the football predictor index or whatever it is, the one that uh, the four-letter network decides to tell you, uh, here's your percentage chance that this team will win the game. And I only harp on that this time. I basically ignore it. But I happen to be looking at the scroll on the bottom of the screen with the scores during one of the games. And that number came up that, yes, Florida was the favorite to win that game. And not only were they the, the favorite, they were the heavy favorite, and they were an 85% chance of winning. So why did they get destroyed? Well, that's something uh, an index or a, a power ranking or something couldn't tell you, could it? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Because what you should have been paying attention to is the fact that that Florida team is beyond struggling. Beyond struggling. They are in a really, really, really bad place right now. And uh, it's not just uh, recruiting. It's not just the guys on the field. It is everyone with that program is in a tough, tough way. South Carolina is not... Uh, delicately put, uh, good. They're not good. They're not passable. They're not anything at all. They're literally just 
a blip on the radar to everybody not named Vanderbilt and technically could have been East Carolina too on that list. It is a wild, wild scene to see that South Carolina slowly and surely sucked the life out of the Florida Gators. And that is the biggest upset of this entire season. Not from a point spread standpoint, not from a perceived perception standpoint. It's from a pure effort and accountability standpoint. That's exactly where all this comes from. Florida did not want to be where they were Saturday night. And it showed in a bad, bad way. South Carolina is always the spunky underdog. They don't expect to be that good all of the time. Remember when Steve Spurrier went 11 wins back-to-back-to-back seasons? Yeah. That's not normal. That's not real. What's real is fighting for bowl eligibility. It trying like hell to get to a New Year's Day bowl, a nice warm weather bowl game. That's what's real. Florida? Florida, say what you want about the Georgia loss and the emotional toll that that game took. This is why I say stay away from games like that, unless you really want to bet the other side. Florida had two weeks to get ready for Georgia and then put up an absolute egg, especially in the second half. First half offensively, they struggled uh, against Georgia. To be uh, expected. Georgia's a super tough team to score against, move the ball against in general. Super difficult. Makes sense you would. Second half, they just lost it. They lost it. They, I guess, can't really lose if you never really had it. But they just lost every sense of themselves. The fact that that team, after getting shellacked that much by a rival, could not get up to play South Carolina on the road is 100% coaching accountability. 100%. Todd Grantham's going to go, and who knows about Dan Mullen at this point because the losses are one thing, the bad losses are another. You know, we've already had, I think it's nine with the with the UMass coach firing on Sunday. Nine different coaches, maybe it's ten now, different coaches in college football get fired. And this is the most, at this point of the season, uh, ever. And Dan Mullen's name, I did not think would be one of them, but it's starting to make a little more sense. You can't hang your hat on being close to beating Alabama in the SEC championship to, uh, last season. And you can't hang that hat uh, on uh, a two-point loss uh, or you're two points away from beating Alabama in your place this year. You can't do it. You can't hang your hat on beating Tennessee right now. Tennessee's fine. They're looking better. They're looking really, really interesting. But they're not the team you're talking about hanging your hat on at this point. You can't hang your entire season where you're hanging it right now, Florida. There are other games you have to play for crying out loud. And it doesn't look like they want to beat there. Remember when Dan Mullen got all the crap, undeservedly so, for not wanting to talk about recruiting during the season. 
and it got perceived as this uh, uh, this uh, Dan Mullen doesn't recruit during the season. That's ridiculous, right? Like no no one believes that's actually the thing. But now I think we could talk about coaching during the coaching season because that's bad. That's a bad, 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 bad loss for Dan Mullen. A horrific loss for Dan Mullen. And I, I don't like to sit here and, and, and fire coaches after, you know, one bad season, but uh, I'm not the one with the jobs. I don't get to make the decision, and we've already had a several FBS programs say that they want to make that decision sooner and sooner. Florida get impatient all of a sudden. They look at the recruiting numbers. They look at the fact that, hey, you were close but didn't quite get past Alabama. And, yeah, you were close to making the playoff, but it was your players being really, really dumb that really cost you a chance to that by losing yellow shoe by throwing a shoe last season. Do you start looking at that and say, hmm, maybe all these add up to something that we weren't paying that much attention to before and now that we are and we need to make this decision? I don't know. I, I don't know if you're Florida. I honestly don't. I I would hesitate to fire a guy when he's in the middle of a, 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 a lull like this, especially because it's brief. But push back to the end of last season, push through this season so far, the bad losses, some bad, 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 bad losses. And you wish you could just say, you wish you could say you were the team to beat Alabama. Because then, you know, you could pretend you were Auburn and that gets your coach extended for four more years. You wish you could do that, but you can't. So who are your wins this season? It's effectively nobody. Yeah, Tennessee's a rival. But that's not where Florida 2021 thought Florida 2021 was going to be. And that's the concerning thing. Dan Mullen's seat is getting really, really hot. And it may not be for such an undeserved reason. Because if you think about also how he's responded to things, he's responded to things like he's 10-1 and one right now as opposed to to head toward maybe not getting a bowl game. He's kind of a prick. And it's cute and it's interesting when you're beating UT Chattanooga for Nick Fitzgerald and he's winning you the Egg Bowl. It's not so cute when you're getting blown out by third different starting quarterback for South Carolina. It's not as cute. It's not as funny. No one laughs nearly as hard. So maybe UT Chattanooga is who Mr. Dan Mullen needs to be coaching against right now because it might be the only team that he's going to be able to have consistent success against because it's bad, bad, bad times in Gainesville. And that program has gone and grown up to deserve to expect better than what they're getting now. And it's not just where they're located. It's not just how much money they make. It's the fact that they have had the success. 
They've had it under multiple coaches now. You can't you can't just say it's Steve Spurrier. You can add Urban Meyer. You can add Ron Zook. You can't add Ron Zook. I take that back. You can add Dan Mullen for a minute. Multiple coaches have been able to do very good things in Florida, which means it's there to be done. And maybe, you know, khakied Dan Mullen, maybe Jordan's make me cool so all the recruits think I'm interesting. Maybe that isn't as cute as, you know, we think it is or the recruits think it is. Only only time will tell. But I'll tell you this about Dan Mullen, and, I, and I've thought this for a long time. I never got it. And I lightened up on him in the last couple of years because he had a couple of years of success, and the Dak Prescott year happened, and I still, I never quite got it. I never quite understood why so many people thought he was so good. And he had moments... You can't take away the the number one year. You can't take away that. But you're in Florida now. That should be the continuing thing. You can't get a quarterback on your roster that's worth a flip consistently. It's what it, it's what makes these programs like like Ohio State and uh, like Alabama. What makes what they do so, so impressive is because they win almost all the time when they get into these runs. These runs aren't for a year or two or even three. They go on for six, seven, eight, nine. Make what Clemson did for so long. So phenomenally interesting and so great. It shows how difficult that is to win at that level. Constantly, But here's the thing. Florida expects to do that. So I'm not saying Dan Mullen should get fired, but the people of Florida may think Dan Mullen should get fired. And that's the only opinion that really matters. The only opinion that matters. And if Dan Mullen's not the coach of Florida at the end of the season, not going to be shocked. Because all trends are heading that way. All of them, the ones you don't like to see, the losses and the recruiting and the lack of faith in a leader from leadership and the fan base, everything points to what Ed Ogeron is dealing with. And Dan Mullen doesn't even have the Ed Ogeron championship. How about that? <laughs>